G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, something of a follow-up today on what's happening in prisons, not only here around Australia, but also in some of the neighbouring countries, some of the nations like the Solomon Islands or Fiji, Tonga, and in Papua New Guinea, where the work of Crossroads Bible Institute and Prison Ministries is having a real impact in the lives of prisoners. We're back today with Ray Hooksma, who's the Executive Director of Crossroads Bible Institute, talking through some issues today with regard to the providence of God and the fact that some people find their way into prison and you can't argue that could be anything else other than the hand of God that put them there and put them in line to hear the message of the gospel. Ray Hooksmo, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil, for another opportunity. I love that. Well, Ray, love talking about the work that you do, Crossroads Bible Institute and Prison Ministries. And uh, last time we were talking, we were discussing the fact that you had more than a 1,000 students who were doing Bible study materials that you provide for prisoners both here in Australia and in some of these neighbouring nations. I wanted to ask you today what you thought about the fact that some prisoners in in fact realise that they're behind bars for a reason and it was for their opportunity to connect with the Christian gospel, to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. How does that work in the, in the lives of people? It has uh, come through many of these testimonies that we received. There was this guy called Tony, and and just leave it at that, who made a decision to have nothing to do with God and was committed to that decision for the next 20 years. As a 40-year-old, Tony was sent to prison, and although still an atheist, blamed God for his situation. Soon Tony was being invited to the prison chapel services, and after a time went along. The first three visits to the chapel unsettled Tony because for the first time in his life he heard the true gospel and for the first time in his life he realized he was condemned. Through the care of the chaplain, his fellow inmates and CBI, Tony soon came to know Jesus and the grace that God offers through him. That was 18 months ago. Three weeks ago, Tony was finally sentenced for his crime, which he owned up to. He is to serve another 12 years in prison. I asked Tony how he handled this severe verdict. Tony said these words, God must want me here for a reason. Well, there's something, isn't there, in the life of a prisoner where you've got time to think about not only your crime, but who you are in the community and who you are in history, who you are in the context of all creation. And it does seem to me that the thoughts of prisoners do go to 
God and the idea that they can be redeemed, that they can be set free from not only the things that they've done, but also this sort of sinfulness of our sinful nature. It does seem to be something that's uh, fairly common amongst a lot of prisoners, right? Yeah, my word. Listen, yeah, listen to this. This was this female student, I won't give her a name. This was one of the most emotive talks I've ever heard. Through her tears, she told us how she did terrible things and deserved to be in prison. She turned to me and said these words, Tell the instructors to persevere in what they do. They have presented Jesus to me, and for the first time in my life, I realized I am loved and forgiven. And, and I, I, when you're in that same jail, there was a 13-year-old, and this is in Bahudi P&G, and of course, the, the, the young mixed with the old, all in the same time. And this is a young 13-year-old student, mind you. And uh, he begged our fellow, our field worker, who was over there at the time, to give him a go. And so he relented. And the story is that he was sentenced to life in prison for murder. There were circumstances with his crime that were reviewed. And three weeks before the graduation ceremony, he was pardoned and released. The young man chose to stay in prison so as to receive his certificate whilst his parents were present. I report that his parents took him home after the ceremony and that he's back in school. He told us in his speech that because of CBI, when he leaves school, he wants to become a pastor. And I would have loved to give you one more uh, story, uh, Neil, and let me just read to give that to you. It's, his name is Amir. He was a devout Muslim. Through CBI students, he was introduced to the Bible and the grace of God. Amir started comparing the difference to the Quran and the Bible. He started with CBI to learn the truth, which, which one was right. He said the instructor's letters answered his questions in the most gracious and loving way. With great, great courage, he has renounced Islam and now continues to walk boldly with his Savior, Jesus. Wow. Well, it's, it's not <laughs> it's unusual. Amazing. It's not unusual, is it, for Christians to have an affinity for people who are in jail. After all, when you read about Paul and Silas uh, being thrown into prison, this is something that happens not just to bad people, but to good people. And there is a sense, isn't there, that when you have a prison ministry like you do and taking people through some uh, simple Bible studies that introduce them to following yeah. Jesus, that there isn't a judgmentalism, that there is a an affinity and that there is a call upon the lives of Christian believers to actually help and to uh, to help uh, be part of the uh, the restoration of prisoners. Oh, that, that's our call. That's our call, absolutely. And that's our 550 instructors do that. You know, Neil, I'm utterly amazed that over these 15 years, we've got all these instructors going on and on and on, doing lessons, marking them and writing these letters, that I, I cannot tell you of one particular incident where things have gone wrong with one of these instructors. I think that absolutely amazing. You know, we pray, of course, every week we have our prayer time and we pray about all of this sort of stuff. And, of course, we're asking God to do something that is his ministry. And we keep on reminding ourselves this is his ministry and he will bless it. He will provide the funding. He will provide the manpower. What more can we ask for? Well, I reflect on those statistics we were talking about a little earlier, more than 8,000 of these studies that are coming out of prisons around Australia and uh, in those neighbouring nations that we mentioned, the Solomon Islands, Fiji, Tonga and Papua New Guinea. Well, somebody's going to mark those Bible studies. You've got about 550 instructors, uh, about 1,250 students 
from Australia and those neighbouring island nations. Uh, you're always on the lookout for instructors. How hard is it to actually link with you guys and become an instructor and be participants in uh, being able to mark some of these Bible study papers? It's not hard at all. I mean, go to our website or give us a call. And uh, the Jack Simpson, who's the office manager, he'd be delighted to receive your call and put you in touch with one of our trainers. And that trainer will come to your home or to someone else's home where a few people are pulled. And in no time at all, you will be an instructor. Uh, obviously, you have a basic need of having a general knowledge of the Bible. Uh, of course, that's, that's, that's obvious. If you're as a good Christian, you will have that basic need and basic knowledge. But apart from that, just being able to write a one-page letter, and you've got the gifts to be an instructor. Wow. I'll give right. the website, the website crossroadsbibleinstitute.org.au. It's for Crossroads Bible Institute and Prison Ministry, and Ray Hooksmer is the executive director. Simply go online and make some contact with CBI, and from wherever you are, right around Australia, you may be able to participate in a really wonderful prison ministry that helps prisoners, helps inmates to get back on the straight and narrow, but more importantly, to become followers of Jesus Christ. Ray, great talking to you again. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. It was my pleasure, Neil. God bless you, brother. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.